Lord's going to use her talents and giftings and abilities to do some good things for us in the coming days. I'm going to ask you to stand one more time for the reading of God's Word this morning. Turn to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, I want to read two verses. They're very familiar verses. Many of you could probably quote them to me without even looking at them. But let's read them together. Matthew chapter 16, verses 18 and 19. And then when we get through there, you may want to flip over to Acts chapter 1. I'm not going to read those verses, but a lot of what I'm going to say is going to come out of those verses uh, in chapter 1 of the Acts of the Apostles. Well, let's, let's look together at these two verses, Matthew chapter 16, verses 18 and 19. This is Jesus speaking. Uh, how many of you know when he's talking, we really ought to listen? We really ought to pay attention. Jesus says, And I say unto thee also that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, listen to these words, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth, it shall be loosed in heaven. And I want to talk to you out of those verses and out of the Acts of the, the Apostles, the first chapter. I want to talk to you on this New Year's Day about five things that Jesus left the church. Five things he left the church. We as a church are getting ready this morning to move into a new year. And as always, we, we want to know that we're doing the best. We want to know that we're doing what God wants us to do. And, and, and on these New Year weekends, as we gather as a church, we, we think about where we're going, what we're going to do. I don't know if I'm going to follow through. It depends on whether the Lord keeps nudging me. I may kind of preach some New Year's stuff for the next three or four weeks. I want us to really get launched. I want us to really go where God wants this church to go. And I want to start off this morning by telling you and letting you know as we step out into the challenges before us that God has left us five things to work with, five things to help us, five things to enable us. I want you to get them in your spirit this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your people. We thank you for the Stoneville Pentecostal Holiness Church, for what it stood for across the years, what it's standing for even now. Lord, I just pray that you will bless and move and work in this coming year in a new and special way. And Lord, will you help us this morning to realize that you've left us some things. You have left us things that will help us do and be what this church ought to do and be. Father, anoint your servant this morning to break the bread of life in a way that speaks powerfully to your people and that will Change our minds and our hearts and our thinking in the direction that you want us to go. We ask it in Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. 
while he was here on this earth, a little over 2,000 years ago, most of us know that Jesus began the process of building his church. He said in the text that I read in your hearing this morning, you remember Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not provide or prevail against it. He began that church and began that process throughout his life and throughout his ministry. But in Acts chapter 1, we discover that it came time for Jesus to leave this earth and to go back to the right hand of God the Father. But before leaving us, before leaving those disciples then, he gave them a promise and he passed on to them the unfinished task of building his church. In other words, Jesus was saying to them, somebody has to finish what I have started. I want you to get that thought in your mind. I want you to get that idea in your mind. He created the church. He said, I'm going to build my church. And then he handed to that church the responsibility of finishing what he had started while he left here. The task of building his church and of becoming the church that he wants his church to be. And then in the opening chapter of the book of Acts, the apostle writes and outlines for us five things that Jesus left us to help us finish this task. Jesus gave us the task. Do you understand this morning? If you're part of the church, you've been given the task of helping to finish what Jesus started. <laughs> I don't know what that does to you, but that just gets a hold of me. I've been given as a part of his church the task of helping to finish what he started. But he didn't leave me empty-handed to do that. He didn't just say, okay, Doyle, I want you and Stoneville, I want my church, I want you to finish what I've started. I want you to keep on building my church. But he didn't just leave us there with that command. He didn't just leave us there empty-handed. He left us five things to help us do what he wants us to do. Number one, he left us an unfinished task. That is very evident from what he said. He left us an unfinished task. In verse one of the Acts of the Apostles, the writer points to the fact that Jesus began both to do and to teach certain things. He began to do and to teach. And what G. Luke is doing here in Acts, he is reminding us that Jesus began something and now he's passed on to his followers the task of finishing what he began. He began to do and to teach. But now he's left the task of the doing and the teaching. He's left that up to you and to me. Do you understand?
understand this morning, and I want you to get a hold of this. You understand that in a very real way, we are still writing and finishing the book of Acts. The Acts of the Apostles, that book, is about the establishing of the church. It's about the launching of the church. It's about the beginning of the church. But that is not yet finished. The, Jesus didn't finish the task. The apostles didn't finish the task. That task has been passed to his church. We have been given the task of, 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 of making the church everything that Jesus wants it to be. We're living this morning in the last closing chapters of this age. Back when he gave the apostles this assignment, they were in the beginning of the church age. But folks, it's over 2,000 years later. We are living in the closing days, in the closing hours, in the closing chapters of time. And Jesus is saying to us, I'm giving you the task. I'm giving my church the task to finish what I started. <laughs> I want you to finish what I've started. In other words, he is counting this morning on you and me to keep building his church. He is counting on SPHC this morning to help what he started, to help finish what he started. He's put it in our hands, folks, to help finish what he started in the building of his church. I want you to get that in your spirit this morning. On the first Sunday of this new year, I want you to understand that we've been given by the Lord We've been given the task of finishing what he started. We've been given the task of continuing to build what he started when he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. He left us, first of all, an unfinished task. But then he left us something else. He also left us an unchallenged message. He left us an unchallenged. As we go about building this church, how are we going to do it? Well, first of all, we're going to proclaim an unchallenged message. He left us an unchallenged message. In verse 8 of that first chapter of the book of Acts, it, Jesus is talking again. He says, you shall be witnesses unto me. What is our message? What is the message that we're supposed to be preaching to this world and living in our lives and telling this world? It is the fact, it is the fact that we are witnesses of him. We're to be talking about Jesus. What do you talk about most of the time? I want to ask you a question. How many times in your day-to-day -day life, out on the job, how many times do you Hear yourself saying that word Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus. That's the way we get it done, folks. He's not only left us an unfinished task, he's left us an unchallenged message. He is telling us that he is our message. That was the message of the early church. 
You remember what the Bible says about the early church? You remember why they were so victorious? You know, you look at the church in the book of Acts and you just think to yourself, wow, wow. But you know how they did that? The Bible says here in this first chapter of Acts that they went everywhere preaching Jesus. They went everywhere preaching Jesus. How many of you know we ought to be preaching Jesus this morning? How many of you know we ought to be talking about Jesus this morning? He's not only left us a task, he's left us an unchallenged message. And no one could dispute that message. No one could dispute the message they were preaching. Why? Because the Bible says in verse 3 of that first chapter that he, that he showed himself alive by many infallible proofs. How many of you know you, can't, you, you, you cannot defeat, you cannot deny, you cannot take away from what Jesus does through us when we're preaching him and when we're doing what we ought to do? We've got an unchallenged message this morning. Men may try to dispute our message. They may try to defeat it. But let me tell you, we have a message that cannot be defeated. Some people tell us we're outdated. Some people tell us we're not relevant. But I want to tell you something this morning. You just keep preaching Jesus. You just keep talking about Jesus. You just keep talking about him. And I tell you, ultimately men cannot defeat that message. They cannot deny there's message. There's something about the name of Jesus. There's something about the name of Jesus. And we ought to preach it and proclaim it and shout it every time we can. There's something about that name. We not only have an unfinished task, we've got an unchallenged message. We got, how many of you know, what I'm trying to tell you is we got something to say. Amen. Are you saying it? <laughs> we've got something to say. We've got something worth saying if we're, if we're talking about Jesus. I'm afraid a lot of times we're talking about other things when we ought to be talking about Jesus, he's left us an unfinished task. He's left us an unchallenged message to do that task with. The third thing he's left us, and I really like this one, he's left us unlimited power. He's left us unlimited power. Look at what he says there. He says, but you shall receive power. You shall receive power. After you receive the Holy Ghost, after you get what is about to come, after you get what I'm about to give you, you're going to receive power. You know why Jesus left us that? Because he knew, and that's why he left it to them, he knew that they could not do it alone. He knew that they could not do alone what he had left them to do. They, they, the early disciples, he knew they could not go out and, and keep building on this foundation he had laid, keep building on the church. He knew they couldn't do it without him. They couldn't do it without the Holy Ghost. They couldn't do it without help. And how many of you know we can't do it without his help? That's why it's so important we be saved real good, sanctified real good, filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. 
That's why it's so important. We can't do what he's left us to do. He's left us an unfinished task. But we can't do that task by ourselves. We can't do that task without him. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, we cannot do what he's left us to do. And so he has left us unlimited power. You know what that means? It means he's given us power to complete the task. He's given us power to speak boldly in his name. You know, a lot of times I hear people, when you're challenging them to get out and witness and you challenge them to get out, they'll say, well, you know, I just, I, just, I just don't know if I know how to talk right. I just don't know if I know. Uh-oh, honey, you don't have to worry about that. Just open your mouth and he'll feel it. You just open your mouth with the right thing. You just open your mouth in the good way. He has left us unlimited power. Do you hear me this morning? He's left us unlimited power. Power to speak boldly in his name. Power to suffer for his name. Power to heal the sick. Power to overcome every obstacle. He's left us all that power. That same power that those disciples had is available to us today. You understand what I just said to you? You know, we read about the apostles. We read about all the things they did. We read about Peter walking up to that crippled man going into the temple. He cried out for some alms, rattled his little cup and wanted some money. Peter said, silver and gold, have I none? Watch this. He said, but what I do have... What I do have, I'm going to give to you. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. You say, wait a minute, Brother Marley. Are you telling me that we could do things like that? Yep, that's what I'm telling you. Do you understand that? Do you understand that if you'll walk where you ought to walk close to him, if you'll stay full of the Holy Ghost, if you'll stay full of faith, we have the power. We have unlimited power. He left us unlimited power and we can do what those early apostles did if we'll just have the faith and we'll just go out like they did, like a mighty, a mighty marching army to finish what Jesus has left us. We've got the power. Look at your neighbor and say, we've got the power. We've got the power. We've got the power. I love that little song we sing that's entitled that very thing. Our songwriter said, we've got the power in the name of Jesus. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. <laughs> oh, we have the power this morning. We have the power. He has left us un limited power. I want you to get that in your spirit. Don't, don't you ever let the devil make you think you can't do it. You, 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 just, you, just, you, 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 you. No, no, no. You've got the power. You've got the power. In fact, I want to challenge you for the next few weeks. You'll probably forget it in a few weeks. Some of you forget it by tomorrow. But, 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 but I want you, as long as you can remember, I want you to get up every morning, look in the mirror when you're doing whatever you do. I want you to look in the mirror and say, you've got the power. Tell yourself, remind yourself, you've got the power. Oh, I love that. <laughs> 
I'm feeling that this morning. We've got the power. In the name of Jesus, we've got the power. He's left us an unfinished task, but he's left us the power to complete it. He's left us the power to do it. We've got unlimited power. Number four, we have an unfinished task. We have an, unchall an unchallenged message. We have unlimited power. Number four, he left us an unshakable testimony. An unshakable testimony. Listen to what it said in verse 8. In verse 8 of that first chapter of Acts, Jesus said, And you shall be witnesses unto me. You shall be witnesses unto me. I'm leaving you a testimony. I'm leaving you something to testify to to the world. I'm leaving you something to testify. I'm giving you something to testify. And I want you to tell the whole world. How many of you know that a witness... He says, you shall be my witnesses. How many of you know what a witness is? A witness is somebody that testifies to what they've actually seen and actually heard firsthand. If you have a call to be a witness, there's something you should have seen and heard firsthand. And the task of the opposing attorney is to try to destroy your testimony. The part of the opposing attorney, attorney is to try to, to make your testimony look like it's not true. Well, what Jesus is saying to us is, I'm going to give you a testimony and a witness that the world can't shake. You shall be my witnesses. I'm going to fill you with the Holy Ghost I'm going to give you unlimited power and you're going to be able to stand up in the face of anybody and be my witness. And the world can't shake it. The devil can't shake it. He can't change it. He can't take it away. He is my witness this morning. I'm here to tell you he's alive and he's Lord of the church. He is alive and he's real and he's God. And I've got a witness. I can tell that to anybody and know I'm telling the truth and know they can't shake it. You can't shake it. How many of you know when you're talking about Jesus? <laughs> When you're being his witness, it just does something to you. It does something to the person you're talking to because you can't shake it. Jesus is real. Jesus is alive. And he said, I'm going to give you this testimony. I'm going to give you a testimony that the world cannot shake, that the world cannot change. Now, if you question that, look at what the early apostles did. He said to them, I'm, I'm filling you with this. I'm giving you this unlimited power. I'm giving you this unfinished task. I'm giving you this testimony. I'm giving you all. And, and, you know what the, and you know what the disciples did with that? The Bible says that they were accused of turning the world upside down. They said, that they said of those apostles, they're turning the world Upside down. Now, I want you to remember something about those apostles. How many of you know not one of them had a college education? In fact, I'm not sure any one of them had a high school education. They were just ordinary. They, they, they were fishermen. Two or three of them were, were, were just fishermen. They, 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 weren't, they, they, they weren't 
they weren't the intelligentsia of the day. They weren't college graduates. They were just ordinary. What are, you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Don't you try to tell me you can't do it. Yeah, preacher, I don't know if I can be a witness or not. No, you don't want to be a witness. That's your problem. I'm sorry, I didn't, get, I didn't mean to get mean the first Sunday of the new year, but... Oh, what made me say that? But I believe I'll say it again. You just don't want to be a witness. That's your problem. That's your problem. Jesus has given us an unshakable testimony. If you're talking about him, if you're talking about what's written in this book, You've got a testimony the world can't shake. You've got a testimony the world can't shake. You just talk about Jesus. <laughs> oh, you just talk about Jesus. You just tell them about Jesus. You just talk about what he's able to do. You just talk about what he can do. And I'll tell you, the world can't shake it. The world can't change it. He's alive. He's alive. And he's helping us to be the witnesses he wants us to be. He's made us, he's given to us the right to be, to have an unshakable testimony. He's given us an unfinished task. He's given us an unchallenged message. He's given us unlimited power. He's given us an unshakable testimony. He's given us one more thing. He's also given us an unfailing promise. He's given us an unfailing promise. Look in verse 11 of that first chapter of the book of Acts. After Jesus had told the disciples the things I've just talked about and the things I've just mentioned, after Jesus gave them all that there in Acts chapter 1, then down in verse 11, 10 and 11, Jesus begins to rise up out of their presence and rise back up into the heavens. He just suddenly begins to rise up toward the heavens. And as he does, and those disciples are watching, and I, I'm not sure, but they may be saying, Lord, 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 where, where, Lord, where, where, Lord, Lord, where are you going? Come here. He's leaving them. He's going back to the Father. But before he does, he leaves them these four things I've already mentioned. And then suddenly as he's leaving, an angel walks up to those men and gives an unfailing promise. That angel says, this same Jesus one day is coming back in like manner as you've seen him go. He gives them an unfailing promise. Don't worry, fellas. Don't worry. You do the, you do the things he's left you. You do the things he's left you. And remember that one day he's coming back again. He's coming back again. Listen to that promise. This same Jesus shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go away. After describing to them the things that he's going to leave them, he then ascends back into the heavens. And suddenly these angels appear, these two men, 
And they say to them, why do you stand here gazing into heaven like this? He's gone. You don't see him, do you? He's gone. But don't you worry. One day, he's coming back again. Folks, do you hear that on this opening Sunday of this new year? This first day of 2023? And it may be this year. I don't know about you, I kept looking for him in 22. I kept looking for him in 22. He said, oh, preacher, he didn't come, so what you going to do? I'm going to just keep looking for him. Well, why would you do that? Because he promised through two of his angels that he sent here. He promised through them, keep your eyes peeled, keep your hearts ready. Because one day he's coming back just like you've seen him go away. One of these days the trumpet's going to sound. <laughs> the trumpet's going to sound. Gravity's going to lose its hold on us. He's going to descend toward this earth and we're going to rise up and meet him in the air. And what a gathering that's going to be. What a day that's going to be. When we meet him yonder, in the air. Wouldn't you love for 23 to be that year? Wouldn't you love for this to be the year? I don't know about you, but I, I'm just growing kind of tired of what's going on in this world. I, I'm going tired of this downward slope that we're on, this, 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 this place we're headed to. I'm getting tired of it. I'm listening for the trumpet to sound. Well, preacher, why would you do that? I'll tell you why. Because Jesus left us an unfailing promise that I will come again. I will come again. How many of you know the Lord of the church is coming back after his church? And if when he comes, he finds us being faithful, we will go with him. We will go with him. You know the requirement to go? He's got to find you faithful. How many of you are being faithful to the church? How many of you are being faithful to the task he's left us to do? Folks, do you, do, do you get what I'm trying to tell you this morning? He has left every one of us an unfinished task. It's your task to help build the Stoneville Pentecostal Holiness Church. Do you understand that? It's not the preacher's job alone. It's not the elder's job alone. It's not the leaders of men's ministry, women's ministry alone. It's your ministry. It's your job. He has left every one of us an unfinished task. That's my first point. But then he's left us this unfinished promise. And the promise is that he is coming back after those that he finds faithful. I want to ask you a question. Can I count on you right now in the role I'm filling? Can I count on you to be faithful to what? you're supposed to be doing and what we're supposed to be doing. It's not my job to build the church. 
I got some responsibility towards you. I'm fulfilling that this morning. But do you understand that if you're part of the church, it's your job too. This unfinished task is yours. It's your, it is your job. I, I really want this to sink in and I'm, and I'm going to be done. It's really your job to help build the Stoneville Pentecostal Holiness Church, to witness to Him, of Him, to everybody you meet, to live the life you ought to be living, setting the example. doors are open it's your job that's your responsibility that's how we build the church all of us coming together all of us coming together when the doors are open we all pour in here and then we walk out of here to be his witnesses to finish the task that he's left us to finish stand with me please you know what I've just told you listen closely he has left us everything we need for this new year church what it ought to be he has left us everything we need everything we need you say well brother Marley if he's done that why are we growing faster why isn't this church packed because somewhere along the way not be doing all we're supposed to be doing. He's left us the task. He said, I'm going to build my church, but I've got to go back to the Father. So how am I going to build it? Through my people, through my children, through my disciples. I'm going to build it using you. That does to you. That almost electrifies me to think he's wanting to use me. <laughs> he's wanting to use you. He wants to use you. And I want to challenge you on this New Year's Day, this first Sunday of the new year, the first day of the new year. I want to beg you, be what he wants you to be what he wants you to do. Recognize that he's left you and me an unfinished task. He's left us an unchallenged message. He's left us unlimited power. He's left us an unshakable testimony. And he's left us an unfailing promise. I'll be back again.
and I encourage you, Stonewall. Let's walk out this door this morning determined first that we're going to be what we ought to be. I'm going to be what I ought to be. And then secondly, let's walk out of here believing and determined that collectively we're going to do what he wants us to do as a church. We're going to do and we're going to be the church that he wants us to be and do the things that he wants us to do. Can I challenge you with that this morning? Let's walk out of here determined. We're going to be and we're going to do what he's left us to do, what he's given us to do. Five things he's left the church. He's left me and you. Let's take them and do something with them this morning. I wonder how many, before we dismiss, I wonder how many of you would like to just raise your hands right where you are. Just say, Lord, I want to be and do this year what you want me to be and what you want me to do. Would you do that? If you, if you feel that way, would you just raise your hands? Say, Lord, I want to be and I want to do this year what you want me to be. Oh, I want to do what you want me to do. <laughs> I want to be what you want me to be. And I pledge myself this morning with your help. I'm going to be. I'm going to be your witness. I'm going to let you fill me with that power. I'm going to answer the, uh, the, I'm going to answer the challenge that you've left us to build your church to make a difference in my community, to make a difference to my neighbors. I'm going to make a difference with you helping me. Father, you see the uplifted hands. You see our hearts. You know us this morning. Father, I just pray that somehow you will help us to walk out of here with a determination to lay hold of these five challenges that he's left us. The five things he gave us to do to help him finish building his church. Well, that's an awesome thought that we are helping to finish building the church he started. Lord, help us to do it. I pray for a special anointing a special blessing upon every person in this congregation. Empower us, guide us, and help us, I pray, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, 